I'm just dipping my toe. A splish splash. I wish that there was a way to dismantle the system without violence. Did you say school counselors? Let's uh Let's let's get to let's get to the bottom of our of our souls here in the basement of our souls. I don't want them to be like Orwellian villains. How would you describe your time relative okay. to yourself? Um, do you believe in aliens though? Now I just want to breathe into the mic. <laughs> let's do it together. One, two, three. I am a D and D character leveling up. <laughs> We just roll the dice right into the episode. Yeah, you know, call me, call me steaming and covered in butter because we are rolling in. Oh, what, what is that? You rolled a nat twenty. Ooh, yeah. Well, twenty six is actually where I'm at. So. I didn't even think that that was possible on this die, but somehow I rolled much higher than it was supposed to go. Broke the <laughs> matrix here. Welcome to the community Welcome park. Welcome to the community park. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, it's good to be here. Yeah, it is. Um, my name's Chase. And I am uh, a die. I'm Nat. And um, hopefully we uh, we keep rolling rolling good t- uh, today because could really use the the good numbers, mm-hmm. and the good rolls, and the the good die. Yeah, we are gonna be Adele rolling in the deep. <sighs> that a nice dated reference for everybody. Yeah, you really set fire to the rain that's been pouring the last few days. Yeah. Like, I I don't know any more Adele songs. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Whoops. That's all right. We love you, Adele. Um, you're a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a PC person than Adele person, but... Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I, I like I like the Max. I like the, I like the. Yeah, you're in that cult. I hear you. Yeah, it. It's all right. Speaking of cults, ooh, yep. Um, Diving straight in. I know. Um, I don't know if we've we've told the listeners before. I'm sure we have, but we were raised in a cult. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild uh it's a it's pretty popular many would say the most popular cult that exists in the 21st century and no it was not scientology it's very similar though which is surprising yeah really similar Uh, had scientology been made like you know 150 years before it probably would have been considered the same caliber as this cult (laughs) Um, we're we're talking about the Mormons, the yeah, no more beating around that bush. Yeah, <laughs> straight into it. Uh, well, the the LDS cult. I'll, yeah, I'll give them that. Be respectful. I Come know. <laughs> I will give them that. 
Um, not much else, though. They would take 10% of my money as a child. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, like, literally from children and from our parents and everyone else. Yeah. Everyone else. Um, bringing all that up to say, we are also going to be releasing a uh, Utah Cult. Sure. Podcast unpacked, yeah. unpacked Utah culture unpacked. I'm I'm working on that still. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where we'll we'll talk about you know some of the implications of this of this modern day cult and a lot of the uh, history too that went into it, especially you know everything that we did to the people who lived in the lands that they claimed as their own. Some would say colonized. Some would say colonized. Uh, I would call them correct. <laughs> Me too. Um, we're excited to share that with you, but that is not what this podcast is about um, specifically. No, this one is uh, more talking about the issues that face our communities, the things that... You know, some of us might be privy to that where others haven't had to experience. And so, you know, might might actively be experiencing blind spots. Uh, and these blind spots can prove to be very dangerous and deadly to other members of our community. And um, we're, we're not going to stand for that anymore. It's um, it's about time. Yeah, shit sucks. Um, so we'll talk about it to the extent that we as, you know, <clears throat> equally privileged people who just have maybe had some different experiences will. Uh, but we also will be bringing on different members of our community who more directly firsthand have to deal with the implications of these blind spots, these issues that... Uh, might not affect even the two of us uh, so that we can we can also learn, we can hold space for them, we can be advocates for them and their stories and their issues and plights because they're all of our issues and plights. We just, you know, some of us have the privilege to not have to deal with them on a day-to-day basis. Right, and... That's really how these these blind spots the uh blind spots work is um you know like you don't see it yeah uh and there are too many things like that especially in a in a culture that is actively divided actively separated uh, unconnected from one another that these things probably you know hurt and affect all of us who are not in the r- truly ruling socioeconomic class, um, which is like the 1% of the 1%. Right. <sighs> but um, we, can, we can do our part. We can, we, we can do this. It, it's possible. Yeah, and... The first way we do that is by welcoming anyone and everyone to the park. Uh, if you're a part of, if you're a part of a demographic that doesn't have to face these issues, if you're a part of a cult, if you're a part of 
the you know the groups of people who are actively affronted by these issues you're all welcome here uh as long as you hold space for one another give each other the opportunity to listen and be heard as well as you know like taking one another seriously taking the plights of one another seriously and trying to be advocates for one another as much and as often as we can as often as we can the bar is pretty low i've i've heard it described this way and i think it's pretty silly the bar is on the ground and um we're asking you to step over the bar that is on the ground um, please do not dig under the bar to go under it. Yeah, we really don't need to get tripped up over it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a low standard. Uh, it just comes down to, you know, being open to questioning your biases, being open to the perspective of others, um, questioning your sources, looking for more information, not just taking headlines or single sources as your beacon of truth or looking for things to validate your own bias. Uh, my mindset is you see as much as you can and then what you see informs where you land. Yeah. And that feels, that feels pretty straightforward and, and uh, primary and rudimentary, but, you know, unfortunately that tends to be, like you say, a bar that's on the ground that people are still not willing to get past. Yes, but we can, we can do it together. Um, we can do this. You can help me. I'll help you. We'll get there. Yeah. Do it with empathy. Do it with you know, an open heart. I think that's the biggest thing. We have to love one another. Everybody is starting wherever they're at with whatever level of education and awareness that they have. And we can't fault them for that because we live in a society that's so deeply entrenched in propaganda and misinformation and, you know, people maliciously trying to create and sow divisions between us. And so, you know, the way to get past that is not through creating further divisions. It's not through, you know, calling each other names or being mad at people not already having the information because, like, I mean, you look at the state of Utah and there's certainly a lot of bias. There's certainly a lot of propaganda. We also have the worst funded public school system in the nation, so, like, weird if those things might go hand in hand, <laughs> that people don't have access to the information that's going to free them from the shackles of propaganda, you know? And, and I think that that can go any which way. Everybody has biases. Everybody has blind spots. And it's just about having empathy and an open heart. Truly, that you said it wonderfully. It's it's possible. It's not impossible to change your perspective and, and see things that were unaware to you before. 
Um, even things that you may have thought were scary, like you, you've seen before, but the perspective is scary. We all get it. We get this. We've known. But it, it's time to do it. Do the, do the direct action of loving yourself so we can love each other. Mm-hmm. And especially those privileged people uh, like ourselves, other people who might be listening to this, um, it's about doing a little bit of hard work too because uh, the, the people who are most affected by these biases and blind spots are already doing so much to try to fix the issues at hand that us also expecting them to be responsible for the education and the healing of everyone else and maybe those people who unconsciously are supporting systems of division and oppression. That's just a lot to put on the plate of people who are also experiencing, you know, the, the negative side effects of these systems. So once you're in the know, it's up to us to be bridge builders to help others to come to the same realizations to open themselves up to new information and open up their hearts to things that they might, you know, previously have pushed off as being false or outside of the realm of experience and therefore not true Mm. or whatever else. Uh, It's, it's hard. It's shitty. Um, but we have to hold the space for them as well to receive the education, however long it takes for them to open up their eyes. Um, while also at the same time being forced behind the engine of change so that these issues can more quickly be resolved. We don't need to wait for everyone to be on board for us to start dismantling systems of oppression. Ultimately, the goal is for everyone to be on board, everybody to be educated and have access to this info, but really there's policy. There there are practical things that need to be put into place um, for us all to live in a truly equitable society that's never existed before. <laughs> It's never existed before, but it's still possible. Um, like Nat was saying, I'll piggyback off of it. It's We don't need an organization to make a difference, to, to do things that will change society on an even global level. Um, Sure, it's nice to to have the organization, the the support of uh, the many or whatever. It, institu- it you can do it by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to hear about how that's looked for you. For me, a lot of it has been okay. Let me start off. Unfortunately, I'm not the first person to ever think that this can be done. As like, I would love to just claim that it's my idea. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. 
Um, realistically, I'm not the first one. There has been so many uh, resources left available, and um, I was I was able to to learn a lot from. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Lex Scott of Black Lives Matter Utah, um, former president of Black Lives Matter Utah, for graciously doing a lot of work and making knowledge available for me to be able to, um, you know, really dig in and uh, get myself going on the right path of seeking to understand, uh, you know, just what I haven't been able to understand before that point. I don't know how else to put it. It's, um, it's looked a lot like reading, reading books from people from years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of it has been meditation. A lot of it has been journaling and being very honest with myself you know critiquing how i've been a person in society and what that means to me and really defining what it is that um i think is important and what is um Or what is who I am and what I can share with uh, my community. Absolutely. Yeah, well put. I think, yeah, opening yourself up to the resources that and perspectives that have been here for really hundreds of years. So long. Um, we keep seeing resurgences of these same movements, and the reason being is because uh, systemically they haven't changed. The term reform is really just rename um, these systems of oppression. They are they are sneaky. They are malicious. They without. Uh, I mean, I as Angela Davis puts it, grabbing it by the root. Mm. Um, without tearing it out in that way and building something from the ground up, we keep the roots of these, you know, insidious systems in place. Um, And so then it becomes the duty of us, especially privileged folk, to listen, to educate, to learn as much as we can, and again, not make ourselves... uh, dependent upon the people who are actively experiencing experiencing the negative side effects of these systems to educate ourselves um, and then use that education as power to do the same for other people and affect legislation and show up, you know? Um, It's the only way that systems are going to change that we're going to be able to create as a... Dr. Ibram X. Kennedy puts it, uh, a truly just and equitable society um, that has never existed before. So powerful. Truly. And 
as my friend sitting next to me has put it before, this is uh, a team sport. Not the way that it's been treated as, well, a team sport in the sense that we're all on the same team. It's not a competitive sport where we're trying to outpace each other, where we're trying to sweep the knee, uh, do anything like that. Because, you know, those, those actions, those ideals only support for us to take each other down instead of grasping the power that has been stripped from all of us. But it's about us all banding together and seeing the commonality, seeing the, like, uh, the likeness, uh, the similarities between all of us. Because although we're different and we're different in the way that we've all been affected by these systems and the cultures and backgrounds we come from, we're all the same. We're all people. We're all human. <laughs> we're all trying to survive and, you know, pursue life, love, happiness, um, and it's up to us to look for the ways that other people are not allowed those same things. Look for the ways that, uh, people are letting us know how they are actively being, you know, kept away from those same pursuits, listening to them and accepting their, their experience as truth. Definitely. Uh, I think one, one thing that has helped me with, um, with listening is, is not just listening, but asking for further explanation of what you're listening to. Um, asking like what, like to define more of what was just said has been so, um, impactful in, in this search for knowledge and truth and a, a greater understanding of what it means to be in a community and even what a community is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that so many of us, especially those of us who live outside of urban hubs, uh, our perspective of community is very insular, very uh, secluded, because we, we are so actively separated from one another. You know, we are in a box, literally, in our homes. We get into a smaller box to go to wherever, and there's no connection to all of the people around us who... You know, the, the people you interact with are certainly a part of your community, but your com like a true community encompasses everyone around you, everyone who exists in your area. So that means the houseless individuals in your city who often get characterized as being a problem instead of the outcome of a problem, mm. you know? Uh, they come from systems that have failed them so heavily and there were no safety nets for them. And instead of us looking for ways to both repair those systems and help these people who are an outcome, not the problem, we instead personify and place blame 
in ways that are undue. Uh, so it's it's looking at all of your community and trying to represent and protect and uplift all of your community and listening to all of your community, which is what this park is all fucking about. Yes. Yeah. And this park is rainy today. There's it's so nice. Lots of big puddles. I don't see many birds out right now, but lots of rain. Everything is very green. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure that we'll have a a couple of people dear to me on again to talk about some of those some of those things. But uh, where we live in Utah, and like many other places, we face uh, a pretty severe resource mismanagement, especially with water. A lot of people coming into our state, a lot of people who see any sort of government interaction of water regulation as being an infringement on their personal rights, which I don't disagree that there are ways we can go about it much better. But in reality, it comes down to there is so much waste of mm. water. Um, and there, you know, there are industrial aspects like in agriculture and things like that that waste much more than we do on an individual level. But on an individual level, we can view it as a I get to I, I need to water my lawn so many times a day or uh, whatever else. And anyone telling me different is, you know, trying to take away my rights as our reservoirs are reaching the lowest they've ever been and we continue to not get enough rainfall or we can view it as a system that all of us are affected by that all of us need access to and therefore is something that we should all be conscientious of what our effect is on that system and what we can do to help that system and if that means hey we have to eliminate the idea of lawns which was something that you know, a little over a hundred years ago was not even a part of our global sphere. It just, you know, everybody wanted to suddenly live like they were, uh, in Versailles and have like hundreds of acres of lawns that aren't native to our places and just consume resources and destroy habitats for insects and whatever else we can instead create a system that doesn't rely on those resources which are in such high demand and in such low supply and instead create something that helps natural habitats, helps support our neighbors and the people around us while maintaining a resource that then we can all have access to. We all want to be able to go splash in a lake. We all want to be able to have a lawn at the park that we can all play at. Mm. Um and that just means that we all get to pitch in and do our part. And it doesn't need to be the government standing with a smoking gun telling us what to do. It can be us seeing one another and seeing the impact that we have on a system and choosing to do something different. Like any of these issues. So true. And I'll say it, uh, one one way that... Uh, could significantly reduce water usage um is eating less meat mm -hmm. um hear me out meatless monday it's 
not a new idea, but I, it's pretty neat. Um, just one day without meat a mm. week. Yeah. And I, I mean, especially when it comes to resources, I hear it that there is a lot that you can hold in your brain at once and a lot that you can feel nervous and anxious about because there is so much convenience tied up into all of these things. But if you look at the way the meat industry is run, how animals are treated, how many resources are wasted, there are still ways to eat meat because I, I get it. Veganism isn't accessible to everybody. You can shop at a local butcher. You might pay a little bit more, but when you're supporting a small local business that gets its meat, Locally and ethically, which means that there is less transportation, less emissions. Most likely, those animals are treated way more humanely. You might spend a little bit more, but then maybe that's impetus to eat a little bit less meat, which also, going back a little over 100 years or more, meat was not the staple of our diet that it is today. (laughs) Meat was quite a bit more of like a delicacy. There was a bit of it in a meal, but it was not the meal right yeah it's fascinating it is yeah when i learned about how the food pyramid was constructed how it was literally propaganda paid for by the meat and dairy institutions and the sugar institution because sugar shouldn't even be a part of that pyramid um basically the meat and dairy institutions lobbied for this educational material to be made that made it seem like their products were way more important than fruits and veggies and really just veggies uh, in order to boost their own sales. It's created this mess that we're in now. It's one of those things, you know? It was just one of those pieces of information that once you start to tug on it a little bit and you do a little bit more research it suddenly opens up all of these all of these years of information of how we used to live how before our world of modern convenience that's slowly destroying the planet how we used to be how we exist in nature versus how we are now uh is mind-boggling that we can't see a different future because the future or the the present reality that we live in now with so many of these systems is really only like 50, 60 years old. Um, so it's, it's new. It's newer than how it used to be. It's newer than what we could feasibly get ourselves back to and have a much smaller impact on the environment than we currently do. Definitely. I also just want to touch on it for a moment with the food pyramid also. Lay it. Awful. Terrible awful. Um, First Nations. uh, First Nations. uh, Let me see if I can remember. First Nations food. uh, First Nations nutrition experiment. Or something along that lines. uh, Broadly um, tested in Canada. These internment camps some will call them uh re-education schools mm-hmm. um is where the the minimum 
daily required calories um, was first established was by starving First Nations indigenous peoples, sorry, First Nations indigenous children Mm -hmm. um, to see what it takes for a a living human to survive, um, along with how else the food pyramid was created. Just want to touch on it for a moment. Yeah, I'm not an expert on this matter, so I don't like want to speak to fact. Anybody who's listening, who's interested, I'm sure that information's out there. I want to educate myself more on this. If you actually have information on this or any of the things that we've talked about so far, you can email it us. Email it to us at community.park.presents at gmail.com and we'll shout out any corrections or extra material or or uh, you know people or institutions that you found useful in your education um please send that our way we would love love of love to amplify those resources yes also um hit that email community.park.presents at gmail.com and um if you're interested on being on the show that would be fantastic for us Absolutely. We want to represent as many voices, viewpoints, issues as we can. So if there is something that you are burning to talk about, uh, something that's affecting your community, whether you are local to Utah, where we currently are, or if you are anywhere else in the nation and the globe, uh, if you're a global listener, how did you find us? What the hell? Welcome. Welcome uh, to the park. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally welcome here. Um, please, please let us know. We would love to invite you on. Uh, figure that out. Uh, again, community.park.presents at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, it's... It's not going to be done just by Nat and I. Um, I wish it could be. Yeah, I would love to put on the, the superhero cape and uh, and do the thing. But in reality, it's going to take all of us and we can all do our own things. Uh, yeah, but we, again, we want to use our position here, our privilege to be able to help in whatever way that we can. Uh and encourage this dialogue, especially especially among those who might be willing to hear it from us and who need to hear it the most, I think. So, uh, yeah, please reach out to us. We've covered a lot of topics briefly today, and we'll definitely dive in more with people who are much smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, I want to go swimming with those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. Let's dip a toe in the pond. Yeah, but... It is getting pretty rainy out, and I did not bring an umbrella. Oh, no. You can walk with me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, cool. let's let's dip on out of here. It's been lovely to have you with us. Yes. Thank you so much. And uh, welcome, welcome to, to the, the Community, community Park. Park.